Hello and welcome to Help Me Get My Shit Together, our podcast where we discuss goals, careers, and life planning. Give us a listen on your favorite podcast app and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. My name is Kristen Ritchie. I'm Courtney Llewellyn. And I'm Lauren Hanniger. Welcome to today's podcast. I guess it's about me. It is about you today. (laughs) (laughs) So want to go back to when you were five versus college versus now, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, I think, I, I'm trying to think, but I think it was a writer. We had a tree in our backyard, um, and one of my favorite things to do was try to climb up it and write in it. Um, I've still written today in various forms, but nothing as like secure as what I thought I was going to do back in the day. I think I wanted to write like a novel or a children's book. Maybe one day. Not today, though. It'll come. It'll come down the line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, can you give us a little bit of a brief history of, yeah, beyond that five-year-old self, career-wise and other? Career-wise. Yeah. I mean, we're going to go back to the south side of Chicago here. Uh, Born and raised south side of Chicago. Uh, first generation student actually um, so went to the only college I got into based on my ACT scores hey being horrible there um, and when I decided to go there and I mentioned this in our intro um, I really and honestly I picked, when I was applying to different undergraduate colleges I actually put in different majors at all the colleges that I applied to. They were all in the realm of like communication, broadcasting, newspaper, because I had dabbled in broadcasting in high school. I went to broadcasting camp. I went to yearbook camp. I did all the journalism things. Oh yeah, they're looking at me like I'm a geek. I was, and I loved it. Um, As I said, I loved writing. So I thought that's what I wanted to do. Um, So when I got accepted to my alma mater, I found out like, major was communication because I didn't actually know what I what I chose for that one. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, what can I do with communication? Um, and I really figured out that Lauren Conrad from Laguna Beach, if either of you watched it, um, was a party planner back in the day. And I found out with a communications degree, you can event plan. And I was like, I can event plan. I can do that. I'm good with logistics. Um, And then my academic advisor told me that I needed to have a minor to go with my degree. Um, And I was like, I'm good at computers. I'm going to do graphic design because my parents didn't go to college. So I had no idea what was even available. My cousins who had gone to college, but all went into education. And I'm like, I'm not smart enough to be a teacher, so I can't go that route. Um, So um, from there, I ended up joining my sorority, um, which thankfully I did because I got to meet my house mom who worked in college student personnel at the university. Um, She was doing her master's degree um, and I got to learn from her what she did. I actually got to meet three or four different ones because they would come and visit. So I'd be like, what are you doing? How are you doing that? And I got very involved with Panhellenic. Um, and my sorority in itself and decided to go straight to my master's degree in student affairs administration and higher education. Um, I picked a school strictly based off not having a GRE requirement because I hated testing. Um, And from there, um, 
got my degree in student affairs and it was the wonderful year and I will age myself of 2009 when <laughs> I know, I know. She's, so, she's so old, so old here. Um, and there was a financial crisis happening in the USA. I had moved myself to the great state of Iowa um, for a reason. Um, we might delve into that later on reasons you should move across the country for somebody. Uh, <laughs> but um, could not find a job for the first year. Um, out of grad school, ended up serving for a really long time, and I was really good at serving. I like people, so serving was a great option for me. Um, and then finally applied all across the nation and landed in Indiana, um, where I was born, actually, um, and took a job at a community college uh, where it was, um, where I was an advisor during orientation. So the cool part about this position is it was the first time anybody had ever been in this position before. So I kind of got to, along with another colleague, got to create and what it actually looked like. Um, from that position, they actually decided at that community college that uh, orientation was no longer its own function. Um, so that uh, orientation is now a part of advising. So our team actually got split um, and we had to interview to see if we were either going to go the advising side or we were going to go the admission side. Um, and I was picked to go to the advising side and I ended up um, still advising new students from the orientation side and then ended up running orientation. Um, and being put in a supervisory role within three years of graduating from my master's program. So I was I was managing full-time employees, part-time employees, and interns three years out. Um, and I actually, yeah, I got moved up. Like, it was really cool. I felt good about it, that career progression. Um, and then it just stopped and I was promised some things that didn't happen. Um, so I decided, all right, I've been here for a good amount of time. I'm going to move on. Um, so one of my colleagues, um, from my previous job said, let me know that the med school job was open. I was like, yeah, uh -huh, they're going to take me med school or <laughs> community college to med school. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I made the jump to medical school, and we were all there for, Kristen was a little, were you a little over seven years? Yeah. Yeah, so we were all there for about seven years. Stuck with the orientation thing Courtney and I fought during that time, but it was a fantastic. We had some good fights. We had some great <laughs> fights during that time. Um, so definitely stuck in the orientation, stuck in the, in the event logistics. Definitely things have carried on. Graphics has come with me that entire time. Um, and it got to a point, and I mean, I'm describing my whole work background, but in 2015, I had my first kid. Um, then I had another one in 2017 and another one in 2020. So I have three girls under eight years old currently. Next year, they're going to be three, six, and nine. That's going to be so much easier to tell people. Um, but um, so I was juggling being a medical school advisor and doing orientation and having three kids at home. And my husband was like, you are, you don't 
get paid enough for what you do on a daily basis and you need to look for other things. And I truly didn't want to leave, I don't think, at that moment. And I think I was put in a position where I thought I was going to be promoted to a higher position potentially in a direction that I wanted to go in my career and that didn't look like it was going to work out for one reason or another. And an opportunity came up in my husband's company um, and I took the jump and I'm in campus recruiting now. Um, And let's talk about imposter syndrome. Um, I did not think I could do that job, but here I am today. One, it'll be one year. at the end of this month, actually, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, that's kind of my journey. It's been a wild one. And as you two have said, I'm still young. I feel old. I feel like I'm in my 30 midlife crisis here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) As I say, but yeah, but I have these two to come into mosaic with. So I'm very happy that felt really long and drawn out, but it was good. I also appreciate how you bring in Lauren Codrad so far into podcasts. That's impressive. I love, I love her. It, it's obvious. My kids still work <laughs> close. So what do you enjoy about working with students? Oh, I enjoy being the person that I didn't have when I was in high school or college. Um, I went to a public school on the south side of Chicago. Um, so I think for, you know, there wasn't a lot of discussion around a going to college. I saw college as a way of getting out of my hometown, like a lot of people probably see it as. Um, but I didn't really have anyone to kind of lean on towards what I wanted to be when I grew up or, you know, kind of challenging me in the way I was thinking towards why are you following Lauren Conrad's path? I'm going to see how many times I can mentor Lauren Conrad if you listen to this, say hi. Um, But, and so I really like working with students to be able to give them that support that I don't think I had. Um, and being able to help people achieve their goals. I mean, and I'm the person where if you're my Uber driver, I'm probably going to help you figure out your career path on our Uber drive. Like that's, you know, so I think students and people alone, I enjoy helping people to figure out what they want to be, even if I don't know what I want to be. So kind of delving into that a little deeper mm-hmm. mosaic coaching collective. And I think that has something to do with it, but tell us why you wanted to be involved with this. I wanted to be involved in this because leaving student affairs felt like I was leaving a piece of myself somewhere. And I think Mosaic Coaching allows me to bring that piece back in. Um, Working at a community college, I worked with everyone from your exceptional students that were already taking college courses in high school uh, to your midlife crisis students who were deciding to jump careers to then working with medical students. Um, I think Mosaic brings that back all together for me to be able to work with a multitude of different people from different areas so that instead of meeting them in a cab, they're coming to <laughs> they're getting advice they actually want to or you know coaching they actually want to hear not just because they're in a car ride with me <laughs> so how can you help others I think I can help others based on my a my experience but be my ability to listen to people 
um, and my ability to help people to understand their growth and potential by the types of questions um, that I can ask. Um, I'm a very curious person, which I think makes my ability to have a conversation really get into the deep of who a person really is to figure out what they really want for what they came in to talk to, talk about. So, um, and I've gotten personal with people based on those, you know, conversations. Um, some good, some bad, you know, so we'll talk about those later. <laughs> yeah, so going on that personal side, mm-hmm. you know, maybe what are some other unique challenges that you've had in your career and how have you overcome them and how is that going to help you in this position? Unique challenges. I think that's an interesting one. Um, I think a unique challenge for myself was deciding to go to grad school. Um, I think for being a first generation student, um, my parents paid for everything they would have paid for at home. Um, so the student loans fell on me for under, for the undergrad. Actually, my parents paid for half of it, and then they paid for like food and housing and stuff. They would have paid for it at home, but I was pretty much told you go for a master's degree, and that's on you. And I was the first one. In, well, I think I was yeah, I was the first one in my immediate family a to get a college degree and now go for a master's degree. So I was really by myself uh, during that time and during those moments, and had to learn at those moments how to lean on colleagues and how to be vulnerable in certain spaces. So I think that can really help me out in helping people to understand why it's important to be vulnerable and why it's okay not to trust people as well. Because I will tell you, I'm the first person that'll tell you I don't trust everyone and what that actually looks like in a colleague relationship. Because you don't have to like your colleagues. I know crazy, right? (laughs) But I think for me, you know, learning who those people were and who I could be vulnerable and who I could trust and those colleagues were in my wedding sitting with me today, you know, like it's people that I hold on to for a lifetime. So it's not. So, yeah, I think I heard that. Any last pieces of advice you would give? (sighs) I was, before we got into this, I was like, I'm going to say be vulnerable, but I just said that. Um, (laughs) I would say, you know, we always, you hear about people who are successful that don't become successful until later in their ages. And I think abusive advice is why not us? Why not you? Why not anyone? I think... I mean, my dad has been at the same career in the same place since I was born. I've had more, I had more jobs than him by the age of like 17. So I think, you know, don't limit yourself and allow yourself to dream even at whatever age you're at. Good advice. Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much for listening to Help Me Get My Shit Together, our podcast where we discuss goals, careers, and life planning. Give us a listen on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you have a question for us, come see us at www.mosaiccoachingcollective.com. You can submit your questions on the podcast page, and you can see our bios, and you can sign up for our coaching times. Hope to see you there.